this is Logic Over Everything. We made it here so you can make it through. All right. Let's do what we got to do. Logic, how we doing tonight, family? We doing, we doing. We're good, we're good, we're good. Ain't nothing. We, we, this, is the, this is the first pod of the of the NFL season. You know, we got we got to bring it in right. Week one of the NFL okay. is behind us. You know, we got we got sixteen more weeks to go of this loveliness. Mm. So um, I don't let know me, if I, I can take another sixteen, brother. <laughs> I mean, Rough week one. I, I Rough we both we both did respectively. Uh, you know, uh, sound off about your team. How were the New York Jets looking against the Baltimore Ravens, right? Y'all played that the was that was the worst that I've seen in a long time, and I've seen a lot of bad shit. Oh, come on, man. You talking this, about the Jets. Come on, oh, man. This Flacco guy, man. This Flacco guy, man. Flacco, Flacco. Oh no, he's, 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 he's Cracko Flacco, dog. Yeah. Like, it's done. <laughs> it's done. That nigga washed, man. He washed. It's over. It's over. It's, it's, it's. You know, there was some Jimmy Garoppolo money lying around. You could have went into your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of different options we could have played. Because that's just not the guy, man. You don't think that's so, huh? Not... Oh, no, I, I know so. So so I only saw bits and pieces of this game. But when I was when I was going back and forth, it seemed like the Jets had a chance to win this thing. Because, I mean, the Ravens ain't had nobody to throw to. Like, <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. until they realized it didn't matter. Until they realized it didn't matter. Whoever they threw it to was going to be open. And that's what happened. Wow. The first half of the game actually looked like a football game. We weren't right. that good on offensively, but they weren't that good offensively either. Yeah. We made some really good defensive adjustments, and everything was kind of at least paired up properly. And then the second half, they just was like, fuck it. Went into warp speed, and we couldn't keep up. <laughs> So, so if you had to make a change immediately just off that game, the change you're ma- making is that quarterback? You gotta, be. You- gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. And I'm you in a position where... can't even give him four games of grace or something? Like, <laughs> we don't need any more grace. We don't need any more grace. I don't think this is a situation where we have, like, a young kid that had got drafted in and, you know, just ain't cutting the mustard. You know what I mean? Like, this is a dude who's been here for a while. We know the movies, we've seen this movies already, we know the work, and I don't see how it's gonna look any different. You can't expect the three-legged dog to do anything different than the three-legged dog did yesterday. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't, you would like to I think mean, he, they he's had uh, He's had flashes of brilliance. I mean, not as no. a jet, of course, but. Not as a jet, no. no. Uh-uh, but. As... Not as a jet, no. I... Okay, but he's had flashes of brilliance as as a Baltimore Raven, you know. So let's wasn't he an Indianapolis Colt too? Didn't he do? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know all the movies. I just know that the Jets movie. That should need to be over. That should need to be dead. That should need to be dead. It just it hurts your feelings because you're starting to see offensively we do have some talent. Right. We do yeah. have some young guys who are ready to make some 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 major moves in an AFC that's becoming more competitive every minute. And if we don't try to step it up and, and jump in there, you know, to make ourselves competitive, we're just going to be at the bottom for a longer time because Miami's getting better. I know that um, New England didn't necessarily play the best game of their lives week one, but right. they're New England. So <laughs> I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, win a couple in a row and, and, and get some things going. And then we all know what Buffalo got. So. Oof. 
Yeah, it's a tough division, bro. It's a tough division if you want to compete. Now, if you just want to sit at the bottom of it and get beat, it's different. So, mm, 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 mm. so in your opinion, who 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 in week one showed that they could come out of that division? I, I know it's a knee-jerk reaction. I hate asking for projections out of week one. Like, it's you know, you don't want to react either way. You know, it's week one. But if you had to guess, I'll say a prediction going into the season, who's coming out of that division on the top? The AFC East, it's the yeah. Bills. It's, it's the Bills. It's Buffalo. Like, they're looking very strong. Their season opener on Thursday was, was a very good showing for them. They didn't play perfectly, and people are going to, you know, of course, a lot of fellatio was happening with Josh Allen all of a sudden. But, I mean, he did perform pretty well. So, I'm seeing that team as being the strongest team in the AFC East for sure. Okay. All right. Is there any is there anybody else that around the league um you saw from Sunday that you're you're high on? You know, any game that you tuned in, like, damn, I didn't expect that team. Um, honestly, Justin Herbert Ooh. and the Chargers look really good. Okay. They okay. look really good. They got a lot more weapons than I thought they had. It's it's a lot, it's a lot of positive movement on that side. Right. And then honestly, I mean, you know, I can't fucking stand these niggas, but Washington, Washington, Washington showed me something Sunday. I, me you something. know what? I didn't even think he had somebody to throw to, you know, but I'm just waiting for that to implode. That That's nothing. That's this. This it, for me is like a Tony Romo situation. You know, it's mm. like we're just going to wait for for Carson Wentz to be Carson Wentz. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to wait course. for that flip to happen because he's he's like dealing with Two-Face. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know which side of the coin he's going to he's going to The regression to. is going to happen. The it's gonna regression happen. is going to happen. The other <laughs> shoe is going to hit the ground. It's going to hit. But but they do right have now, some young guys to throw to though. Yeah, a I lot mean, of them. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them. A lot of them. You know, decent running game. You know, they look like they're about protecting the quarterback, which is the most important thing for anybody. You know, irregardless of who your quarterback is, protecting the quarterback's got to be a mm. premium thing, and they look like they about that. So, you know, I, I thought they really showed me something. Washington yeah, I mean, is looking they, like... Them and the they, Giants, really, like, surprised me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, Saquon is back. Saquon looked like he might be back, and that's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. If he can come back healthy and, and and regain some of that steam, like he's a game changer. He's that good. He's a he's a mm. I hate comparing athletes to animals, but he he's he's the horse over there. He, you know, definitely put the team on his their, back. It's definitely not their quarterback. <laughs> no, well no. Not. No, no, well, no. But I mean Danny's not I'd rather have Danny than Flacco. Let's say that. I'd rather we, have Danny we, than Flacco. Yo, how you feel about Flacco right now is well reported, bro. <laughs> okay. So, it. I mean, a minute ago we were talking about, you know, implosions. Ooh. So I guess we can focus for a moment mm. on them Cowboys. How you feel about ooh, that? Ooh. See, see, I was going to ask you your biggest disappointment, like team you thought was going to do great and did. But I, the, the Cowboys wouldn't even be my biggest disappointment because I never thought they would do great. Like I, oh, no. I had a good idea of what they came into this season, and it was perplexing that they thought that they were putting something together that was special. They always do. They always I, do. It was they perplexing. I didn't understand They always it. do. They always do. They have the most amazing, we were talking offline, and they have the most amazing bullshit factory that just, like, creates 
storylines and ideals and concepts that's just not even realistic. Like they're just the most unrealistic thing that I've ever seen. I don't know how good you thought they were going to be losing all the people that they lost in the off season. Like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. and see that, and so I knew that Dak Dak talks the same way every year. He has a great way of handling the media. He says the right thing. He never tries to be too salacious. You know, all his responses are spot on. And then he goes out and does absolutely nothing. And to the people that would tell me that this man did that because he was hurt. No, no, no. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't hurt for three out of four of those quarters, maybe two and a half out of, out of four of those quarters. You know, he, he went out, I, I guess like partway through the third quarter. Um, but he wasn't hurt. He just has nobody to throw to. And then the people he did have to throw to, he could not get the ball in the proper places. And so, you know, I have a quarterback who says the right thing every day, but on the field, it doesn't translate ever. Unless he's playing the NFC East opponent, and then they're the highest scoring team in the league. But, you know, it's only inside the NFC East, which they play each team twice. So, um, again, I had no expectations. Um, This is kind of what I thought would happen. But on the other side, I was encouraged that you could t- you could uh, hold Thomas Edward Patrick Brady to just one touchdown. So, you know, I do have a salute to the defense at least. You know, that was a bright spot. Micah Parsons is is as okay. advertised. You know, like that was he good is. for me. He, he is. That was good for he me. Is. Nothing else at all was encouraging at all. Not even you know, not not the not the safeties, not the you know the the middle got trashed. I think they gave up 152 yards on the ground. The last time they scored even less than three points in a game was like in uh, 1989. That was the worst season in Dallas Cowboy history. I think it was one in 15, and we scored uh, against the Detroit Lions. I think they beat us like 28 to nothing. <laughs> that's the only mm. that is the worst that's worse than what we got done on week one uh on sunday scoring mm. three points we got to go mm. back to 1989 <laughs> mm. and the worst season as the cowboy but to be honest that next season one in 15 they went to the super bowl <laughs> the next season so i mean you know there uh, you no, go. no they didn't two years later they would go to the there super you go bowl. there you go starting the bullshit narrative <laughs> see that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. Washington fans and Cowboys fans can create narratives like nobody's business. Uh, it's no, it's no, an I'm amazing talent. I'm going to get off it. I'm going to get off it. It's okay. Stick with it. But to me, NFL on, on the week one went as planned. Like nobody, nobody that I was thinking uh, that would that would lose that that you know that didn't lose and 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 the big boys all won like Kansas City is Kansas City surprise surprise you know um, yeah they'll figure out a way to get it done you know <laughs> um and everything else will we'll we'll see we'll let it unfold um any any surprises to you any anybody else uh, surprises um, Denver's loss Denver's oh, loss was surprises I forgot about Denver. Jesus. That was surprising. Yes. That that shows you how much coaching is important in the NFL for anybody mm-hmm. that, you know, really thinks that the guys just kind of go out there and roll the football out there and the team that's better on both sides of the football. That's cute shit that we say. 
as sports watchers and shit like that. But you do need coaching because that motherfucker fucked up the bat on that one. Mm. Like he just he he played everything in the fourth quarter wrong. Like he just played it all wrong. Mm. But he's young and I'm sure he'll figure it out. Right. But like he's, he definitely got the talent to figure it out. Like you know. he's got the talent to figure it out. And this is mm-hmm. a team that's that's really, really loaded on both ends of the football. So mm. I just hope he figures it out mm. before they start booing his ass because it's coming. <laughs> Any thoughts on your boy Baker Mayfield? No. It's not my boy. I have no thoughts on the matter whatsoever. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. Fuck his commercials. Mm-mm. Oh man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I refuse to discuss things of that nature. I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay salacious free. Right. For 2023. So, mm-mm. I'm not even going to end out the year talking about no Baker fucker makes them. Not going to happen. I mean, you know, he's he's a quarterback. I can say that. He's right. a professional level quarterback who did things that professional level quarterbacks ought to be able to do. So bravo to that. Like bravo for doing what you should be able to do at this point in your career. Good job. <laughs> but do you think he had a chance to beat the Browns and, and, he, and he missed? Like, you know, did you actually see any of that game? Well, you didn't see I saw that. bits and pieces. I saw right. bits and pieces because, of course, he was involved. So I wasn't going to watch too much of it. Like I didn't, you know. <laughs> You know, a lot of times in football, it's 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 so narrative based that it can, for someone like me, it can get kind of frustrating, especially when your favorite team is trash. The rest of the teams kind of get on your nerves just because of the narratives, you know, uh-huh. dealing with people covering them and, and, and games and shit like that. Like, you know, you're watching the Bills LA game and you have to like turn the TV down because it sounds like one of the announcers is just going to go down there and like stop Josh Allen off, like in the parking lot, like just get off this nigga dick. Like this shit is uncomfortable at this point. You know, they, I mean, look at his knees, look at his shoulders. He's just such a strong, it's like, oh my God, like this shit is, you know. And so I assumed that a lot of that was going on for Baker Mayfield because there's large, you know, contingencies media wise. But that seemed to be invested. Do you, do you, in have Baker you even Mayfield heard of the quarterback well. on the other side of that? The reason why it was like that in that game because we never, I, I never even heard of Brissett. I, I heard of Jacoby Brissett. I, I, heard I, Jacoby. I don't know a lot of Brissett. <laughs> I, I know a little bit about him. I think he was with the Patriots for a little bit. Uh huh. He was with the Indianapolis Colts for a little bit. I, I've seen him. He's a journeyman, mm-hmm. but he's done a very good job as a journeyman. And yeah. when he gets his spots, he can he can do these type of things. He's a professional as well. And so that's why when you see people, you know, trying to find reasons to save a Baker Mayfield while you got a Jacoby Brissett just sitting right here, it, it kind of frustrates me personally. Right. And and Jacoby, to his point to his credit, did not give up anything. You know, he no. didn't do a lot. I think he had like 147 yards for the whole game. Okay, that's fine. That's, That's fine. He, but he did. He threw a touchdown, and he didn't throw any interceptions. That's all you got to yeah. do. You know what I'm saying? And he let football's Nick, not that hard. Football's not Chubb that hard. Chubb, Chubb came through with 141 That's yards. That's you know? what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. If the strength of your team is the running game, let's run it, and let's then just it. don't 
turn the ball over. Just don't turn the ball Which, over. Of course, your boy Baker did. He did. Have of course, he did. One interception. And... Of course, he did. I keep calling him your boy. I'm sorry. I... It's okay. You can call him whatever you want. I think that he's <laughs> ass, and I thought he was ass when they drafted him. And you know, mm. you know, I you know, I don't want to make it racial, but you know, there's obviously some type of precedents where we have to save the careers of these little white dudes and it's like you know you really don't have to like you, you can just you know i'm sure there's a black guy that can do this at well, least at this level for a lot less money well real quick i just want to point out that that my cowboys now play the uh bangles next week and i'm expecting more of the same like there was nobody to throw to this week and there will be nobody to throw to next week and we will have to score actual points and you know we won't get it done yeah, yeah, you guys are um done yeah. for the season. You might as well just hang it up. Like I, I'm thinking, you should hang it up, right. especially with the NFC East. Again, they're kind of in the same situation when I was talking about the AFC East, where you have a a conference, a division that was a dumpster fire two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like I can remember a couple years where Dallas went to the playoffs because they beat enough games in the conference, but they didn't beat nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just an ugly shit stain of a division and now washington's looking better the eagles are looking better and the giants are looking better so amen so so you actually go against uh that quarterback that i don't know anything about next week the jets versus the the browns uh how you feel about it that's going to be another one of our i don't feel any way about it you know i don't feel any way about it <laughs> nothing against it's 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 going to be another slut fest, man. Like the issues that we have in week one, I don't see how we wouldn't have them in week two. And then this is a team that's going to have a much better run game. So we're going to have to figure out a way to stop that as well. It's, it's, it's going to be a tricky one. I do think we can win. I just don't think we have a quarterback who can create points. And, you know, that's what we need to be able to do. Mm. I think our defense is actually pretty good, but... Right. It doesn't matter how good your defense is if you can't put up points. Mm. I think that needs to, you know, going forward, that needs to be the focus is, you know, we have a defensive-minded head coach, and so that usually happens where your defense is usually a little bit more aware than your offense is. But, you know, when your offense is getting, I think it was eight, nine, three and outs, you're leaving your defense on the field way too long. And they're going to get exposed. Any defense in the NFL is going to get exposed if you leave them out there for too long. So, Amen. Amen. All right, that's all for week one in the NFL. I think when we get back, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about new media and old media and who's right and who's wrong. Uh, it's going to be a very mm. interesting discussion. Let's get deep in this. Mm. Pause. It's logic over everything. Thank you. Me too. Thank you for pausing. Appreciate it. And we're back. It's logic over everything. For the break. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was letting the people know, look, we're moving on. We're going to talk about this old media, new media thing. And I think that there's an interesting perspective going on here. You know, I ran into some content that actually happened uh, earlier this year, like six, seven months ago, where uh, where uh, I, I can't remember her name. I think it was Mina. I think her name is Mina Kimes. Yeah, she she was she was giving her critique of uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G from uh, San Francisco and she was just talking facts. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of things that people can see. I mean, Jimmy's game, you can see it. She was reporting on it. Matter of fact, she went to Yale to major in journalism to report on it. That's 
actually her field, you know? So when she's talking about Jimmy Garofalo, she's talking about him from an educated perspective. Jeff Garcia, <laughs> a quarterback in that same uh, San Francisco history, said that she needed to shut her mouth, that she's never been an NFL quarterback. She's never held the ball. She's never done this. She, he actually called her a joke at one point in the conversation. And it gives me an interesting kind of like question to you, Logic. Like we know, we, we established uh, earlier uh, a couple casts ago about the new media and how it's players that now talk about other players, right? Like they, they report on other players or they talk about games in, in, in real time. That's the new media, you know, the players are taking over. And and for a long time, it was the media versus the players. We remember what uh, Beast Mode used to do at press conferences. You know, Allen Iverson had his run-ins with the media. Um, but now it's other players. So who has more rights to talk? Do, do Does the media that got an education to talk about sports journalism, you know, in a sense? Or is it the, the players that actually played the game now reporting on the game that have... Uh, the right to speak? It's an interesting question. It has a lot of layers to it, a lot of nuance. Um, the first thing that you have to understand, at least by the definitions that we're using in the terminology that reflects, you know, old media versus new media. Jeff Garcia made a comment on Instagram. So you're not the media. I don't give a fuck what Jeff Garcia got to say about anything. Nobody is out here asking Jeff Garcia questions about anything at all. Like. He's got the right to say what he wants, but at the same time, we as American citizens have the right to say we don't give a fuck, Jeff. <laughs> have a seat, Jeff. You're fucking Jeff Garcia. Nobody asked you nothing when you played. Don't let before. me talk about your career. <laughs> you feel me? Before we start a roaster session out this bitch, we can do it. We light your little ass up. But that's not even the point. One of the things that I thought that was interesting about that was just the fact that he felt so comfortable coming at Mina like that. And I think that that kind of has another layer when we're talking about media. We're also talking about women in the media and and how they're being spoken to. Because I think there's a lot of people that said negative things about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm pretty sure Jeff Garcia didn't call everybody out because most of the people being men would have yeah. said, shut the fuck up, Jeff Garcia. Nobody asked you anything. <laughs> Don't let me go on your career, really. Exactly, exactly. That's it. Like, you wouldn't want me to, like, make this show about you. You, mm. you, you trying to be on the powwow screen? Mm. You trying to be on the powwow screen? So it's that. But also, when we're talking about the new media, we do have to come to a conclusion that part of the old media and the old system of, you know, going to J school and doing this and, you know, learning how to speak and communicate ideas on television and on, you know, things of, you know, media type shit. Like, there is a space for that as well. Like, as much as, you know, I would love to hear the athletes talk about the sport, there's a lot of it that will probably go over my head. There's a lot of things about the sport of football that since I haven't worn no fucking helmet or saw no passes in the NFL, I wouldn't necessarily identify as necessary for me to continue to watch it to NFL. Right. So when I'm looking at the media people who I enjoy, who, you know, are talking about the sports that I enjoy, a lot of times it's a mixture between the old and the new for me. Mm. What do you think? I, so I think it's an interesting perspective because we talk about the, the games as we see it. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And and I think we do a good job. And I'm a, I'm gonna give a pat on the back because you always talk about this is my opinion, this is what I see, you know, from 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 my point of view. Because I know everybody doesn't think about the Knicks the way we think about the Knicks. Exactly. And everybody doesn't resonate. Nobody gives a fuck about the Jets. So, yeah, <laughs> you know like, what I'm saying? Like, to say this is my opinion. Yeah. It's my shit. You know, yeah. I, I'm aware that it's my shit. Uh, even, yeah. even the Cowboys, you know, that's my shit. I don't expect every mm-hmm. Cowboy fan to think that way. They can think the same illogical way that they've thought since 1992. <laughs> and, and, you know, hey. and I'll have my, you know, my grain of sand, you know, in, in that thought process. So when you, when it comes to new media, I feel like y'all can say whatever you want, but then don't be mad. If the person that's been in that profession for 30 years as a sports journalist is upset at your perspective or how you give it, you know, with, with Draymond green, like we did a, a thing earlier this year where him and, uh, Kendrick Kendrick Perkins were going back and forth, you know, and he made he let it fly about you know calling Kendrick a coon, and you know and he had to yeah, come and back. Kendrick and Perkins is terrible. Like let's be clear, <laughs> he's terrible, but he's a made man. He's in there now. Right, he's in right. there he, now. The fans made, like him. He makes mm-hmm. ESPN money, so he's right. gonna have that platform. He's gonna. Yeah, that's, you just have to apologize to that man. Like that's the only way out of that. <laughs> he has the platform. And he has the pedigree. Basically, yep. he, he did that. Michael Strahan is a great example of the, the first step in the new media because Michael Strahan retired in like 2007 and immediately went to Fox NFL Sunday. You know, oh, yeah, he was ready. He, he was, was ready. He was already he was ready. ready. He was and ready. he developed an even better pedigree in the 2014. And by 2021, like he's on Good Morning America, you know, so. I, there's a lot to be said about earning your spot in, in the new media, you know, and, and doing the, the hard work and stuff like that, because these guys necessarily weren't ready for talking on camera or being a talking head per se. So, right. so there's a lot that, that the old media could say about these players just jumping on the microphone and thinking they're vetted. There's a lot they could say about us jumping on the microphone and thinking oh, we're ready. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things they should say about us just jumping on the microphone saying, you know, that we ready. But the key is, is that we don't give a fuck. And I think that the key to new media is kind of that same sentiment, that we don't give a fuck. Now, what you do see is, especially when you're talking about like a Michael Strahan, you see somebody who combines the elements of new media, being a, you know, former player. and yeah. But then you also see somebody who's obviously put the work in to Ooh. being able to sit next to the old media, let's say it like right. that, like to right. be in those environments and hold his own so he can be around athletes, talk his shit, or he can be around, you know, the press people and talk his shit. And, and that, to me, shows more about him right. than anything else. It, it's, you know, as we're talking about these people who, you know, call themselves the new media, as they're going forth, my hope for them is that they combine, you know, what the elements that make them them and, and create their voice and their platform for them to speak, but they also utilize some of the ideals and some of the concepts from before because that has carried over all this time and even exists today. The old media is still here. It hasn't left. Yeah. So yeah, there no, are it's, some it's sentiments. Still, and, yeah. yeah. So some of those sentiments could be used. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like some of that delivery, some of those, you know, concise arguments and, and, and thought processes can be used. You could just use them your own way, like I do, like you do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think we hey. use some of that. 
take the sensationalism out of it. Take the sensationalism right. and just give your private emotion. And I think that's what I most respect about the new media. The new media gives raw emotion. That's why Draymond gets on and, and calls somebody a coon because he was in his his he was in his feelings. And he just and won it, a championship too, so it, he's like super. Right. He's super gas. Like he's super gas. Like shut your black ass up. And he really said that. And then somebody explained to him that's not how this is going to work. That's not how you apologize. do. There, there you yeah, go. And there, the old media comes into play. You don't want to oh. be presented like that. Mm-mm. So you get a little Stephen A. with it. And 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 nothing wrong with Stephen A. But there's times where, because he's a talking head per se, he's a little sensational in in his in his whole rhetoric. It's not genuine. It's not authentic to me. It's kind of like a character. Whereas the new media, they are just they're they're kind of salacious for another reason. They're because they're honest, you know, because it's just their honest point of view and it comes across more authentic. And I think that's what I most appreciate about that new media space. Like there's no fake there. You don't have time to fake because they're not trained. They're not taught things. So it's real raw um, and kind of just off the cuff. Yeah, no. A, a great example of that is J.J. Reddick. A great example of that is J.J. Reddick. And I think he's the elder statesman of anything that we're talking about. Yeah. I applaud that man every day because he can actually go on ESPN and do that job without having to sacrifice the intelligence or the understanding of the game that he has, that he's been offering on his podcast for years before. So when he goes up there, they routinely have to take him off because mm. he's saying too much shit that makes sense. And <laughs> they want to scream and yell about stupid shit. <laughs> they do. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know where I stand with Stephen A. Smith. I'm I, not I, mad I, at him. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at him. There's no ill will in my heart towards him. But he's not who I remember when I was reading the Philadelphia Inquirer back when he was trying to write articles. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the same guy. Like, this guy he's is a character now. A character. He's an actor. Like, the Stephen A. Smith thing is an act now. You know what I'm saying? Bloviating and all these big ass, dumb ass words and all of this. It's just an act. It's just an act. Even down to the and fact that he, how he feels about our New York Knicks. You don't even like that take? No, because he hasn't proven himself to be a New York Knicks fan. And that's what makes it weird. That's part of what we're saying when we talk about the new media is the new media. You can speak from a place of this is my opinion. This is where my heart is, but you know what I'm about. Mm. Stephen A. Smith has never proven himself to be a, a Knicks fan. He's from New York. That's great. Lots yeah. of people from New York. Yeah. Bills. Shout out to my brother Bills. He's from New York. He's not a Knicks fan either. He's like, not. No. So, I mean, being from New York don't automatically make you a Knicks fan. It don't have nothing to do with it. And Stephen A. Smith has routinely said any number of things about any number of teams, which, you know, is his job. So I'm not knocking that. But then, you know, for you to come around and then all of a sudden start saying all this emotional shit about the Knicks. I don't want to hear that from you. That's, you know, I don't want to hear that from you. You, you was a Brooklyn fan last year. Cause that's all you was talking about. You wasn't talking about the Knicks. Don't talk about the Knicks now. Yikes. Mm. You know, he's a Cowboys fan, but yeah. he's a Pittsburgh fan. Oh, he's a Cowboys fan. I don't he's care what nobody says. He's a, he just, he's he a Cowboys just, fan. He hates Cowboy fans. That's, no, that's... but Cowboys make him more money. That's they what do. he talk about. He's a Cowboys fan. They he, live, they, and he openly they, said that. You know, he just was on a podcast. Uh, 
what was it? Is he is he the I am athlete or yeah, I think it was I am athlete where he admitted yeah. like the reason why he talks about the Cowboys is because because people pay him to do it. <laughs> they pay him so much money to do that. Yeah. They pay him so much money to do it. And on top of heard, the fact that know. he really has nothing right. against the Cowboys. He likes Jerry Jones. He has no he has no that's what I'm saying, is when you heard him, I heard clips. I think it was I am athlete. I heard clips. And that's the Stephen A. Smith that I rock with, like that dude. Like that dude's just sitting in the chair talking to you. Like this is what it is. Like this is what I think. Like this, okay, this how you know. That's cool. I rock with that. This showcase thing that's on TV, I can't get into that because it's obviously not real. It's you know, it's it's the suit that you put on to get the money. And you gotta do what you gotta do. So I'm not knocking you. The money is really good. Yeah. I'm not telling you to stop doing it. I'm just saying I'm not buying into it, and you ain't getting none of my money for that shit. That shit's fucking annoying. So, so JJ Reddick is probably the 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 uh, the top of the pedigree that you that you like in for the me, media for you for me definitely. I just I like I like the insight that he brings to it. I like the uh-huh. insight into locker rooms, the insight and in, insight into coaches and teammates, and he just I think. I think he just does a really good job of putting everything together from that side. And since he wasn't, you know, Michael Jordan or some shit like that, but he was, you know, an elder statesman veteran, which is a great thing to be called. He's a veteran. He played many, many years, got yeah. many, many checks. Right. Rich for many, many generations at this point. He seems to be comfortable in the space that he's in as a person and as a former athlete. And I think other athletes seem to be comfortable when they speak to him because, you know, he don't talk over you. He don't talk above you. It, you know, it's a lot of respect that he shows athletes when he talks about athletes. It's, mm. I, I, I just tend to lean, you know, every time I hear him say something, like I tend to kind of lean to get a better understanding of what he's saying because he know what he's talking about. Like, I feel like I, you know what you're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy about the new media as well. I enjoy the stories. You know, like uh, just that look beyond the the uh, the NBA game that we may have saw, and them telling their own account of that story. One of my favorite ones was when Garnett was saying when he was first in the league, and uh, I think I think he was talking about um, shoot, I can't remember. I was it Isaiah Ryder? Was it somebody that was on his team was busting Michael Jordan's ass at one point? Was playing D. Mike Mike had had like four points, you know, and he was and he was coming off the court and he was telling this guy, keep busting that nigga ass. Fuck that nigga. Keep busting his ass. And he could tell that Jordan was now he saw Jordan behind him, but then he doubled down on it. He was like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, fuck that nigga up. Keep busting his ass. And Jordan came out that second half and ended up with like 55 points. And, and you know, I just enjoy hearing the other side of it like what happened like why did the game go that way and I think most of these stories that I hear on the reverse end are about Michael Jordan but even still I enjoy hearing other players talk about Michael Jordan not Michael Jordan talking about Michael Jordan or you know somebody that's no I can agree to that you know I I just enjoy hearing from you know from random people even uh Iman Iman Shumper had a like Shump had a, a story about Jordan. Like that was or or no Kobe. He had a story about Kobe yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, well, was Kobe like, was a different Kobe was a different thing. You can talk about 
I don't know. It's a different thing. When you're yeah. referencing these type of things, I can remember several times hearing Jalen Rose. I fuck with Jalen Rose yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Listening to Jalen Rose talking about that 81 that Kobe gave him in Toronto. <laughs> and just the way he frames it is hilarious because it's just like, yeah. I, in the midst of the story, you don't know what to say. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like this dude just starts going unconscious and then we go to the coach and coach you want us to double team them and the coach was like nah and then it's like oh okay well, fuck it and then they just took turns getting shitted on and it's that's a story that you know it looks one way when you see it on tv but it has yeah. to feel a different way when it's you with yeah, and and that's and and like i said that's another advantage of that new media brand that we have we we get to get these stories firsthand from the person that experienced them so you not only get the actual story you get their personal perspective of it so it's unique so the person the other person involved in the story may have a completely different view of that and you get both you can get both sides if they both willing to tell the story and i think that's just the real uniqueness of the new new media there's so many possibilities there's infinite number of possibilities and and that makes them greater than the old media i i i i shudder to say that because because there's a lot of people i respect in the old media as well but uh yeah i, I gotta tip my hat to the new so that, that's where i'm at that's my final i know i can i can i can i could definitely see your point of view it to me they can work together to me mm. There could be a a, a, a a symbiosis of both sides of it because even before this whole new media shit and all of these statements and claims, there was always evidence that you know you would have talking heads, and then they would bring in an analyst, and it might be a former player, football, basketball. You know what I mean? Like that was always part of the media thing. I think the new media thing is just any player that feels like saying some shit. Say some shit now. <laughs> That's what I think. Because I, I think there was always a space for certain players to say yeah. shit. The ones who, yeah. you know, m might have the look that was appealing on television or the ability to communicate in a way that went, you know, with the other guys and girls that were talking. But now it's just like whoever the fuck wanted to can talk. And that's how you kind of end up with, you just said his name earlier from the, um, he won with the, um, he won a championship in Boston. It's a big man name. Kendrick Perkins. Oh, Perkins, yeah, VK Perk, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, and Perk ain't no talker. Like that's, he's not like no communicator like that. He, 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 you know, but now because of the connection between old and new, that kind of spice and that kind of sauce and that kind of wild shit that he be saying, it has a place that it might not have had a place before if that makes any sense. Like guys like him and, you know, there are a lot of them who, you know, just, just come out here and they just explosive with their commentary. They just say whatever the fuck that they want to. True. You know, there's a space for it now. There's a space for it that, you know, both medias can work together. Mm. Well, we did that. <laughs> I, I think we, I think we talked it that out. We did. We talked it out, man. I think we, I think we, I think we figured it out. I think we came to the conclusion. Appreciate it. I think we, I think we came to a conclusion. Now so just tell Perkins stop saying that stupid shit oh, and say some on, shit that man. makes some type come of on. fucking don't, sense. Don't talk. He's saying the dumbest yeah. shit. Come on. He he got he come got on. ring. Come he on. Got Let's ring. don't do this. 
Does he have ring? He has one ring, right? He got ring. Yeah, he got ring. He so, has one ring, and and that, that and that is a wonderful him... thing. That <laughs> he got ring, and he earned the ring, and nobody could take the ring away. But <laughs> you say some stupid shit on TV, and that's ring without the ring. Like the ring don't make. It didn't. It didn't save Paul Pierce. That's for sure. They kicked he him off with a swift. They, they kicked him off with a swift. The ring did not save well, Paul Pierce. Mm-mm. And that's what and that's what I'm saying. So so when we're talking about this new media thing, what we're talking about is people who are using their professional platform, you know, the money that they've made and the fan base that they've created to create to facilitate situations they can't get kicked out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Draymond got some shit he can't get kicked out of. Like, yeah, you can't he, kick me out. Like, because it's mine. Yes, yeah, it is. I started that. It's me. Yeah. And I think that's empowering for the players. I think that's great for the listeners. I think that's good for fans who, you know, want to hear. I think you said it. Like, who want to hear stories from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Like, I want to hear what, you know. Sometimes we tend to talk about redundant shit, like, you know, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant over and over again. I'm tired of hearing about that shit. Like, that, you know, that wasn't fucking, I don't know why we've been talking about that shit for 20 years, but mm. it does give you the platform. It does give you the mouthpiece. So. Amen. And, and with that said, I, I think I'll end it like though. this. This has been logic over everything. It's over. And it's been everything. Thank you for joining us. Listeners, 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 thanks for the support. Thanks for any tips, hints, ideas. We all over the socials. Hit us up. Let us know something. Um, and just keep looking forward to more and more content. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep making it. Y'all keep eating it. Really, really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, folks.